Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Michelle Little of Hamilton Physician Group Calhoun Primary Care. Thank you so much for joining us again, Dr. Little. Thanks so much for having me. It is great to see you. How you been? Doing well. Thanks. And you? Hadn't seen you in a little while. Yes, doing very good. Thank you. Dr. Little is a board-certified family medicine physician at the Hamilton Physician Group Calhoun Primary Care inside of Hamilton Physician Group Calhoun Campus at 100 Willowbrook Way in Calhoun, Georgia. Dr. Little completed medical school at Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine in Spartanburg, South Carolina. She specializes in treating the whole family, ages two and up. She is bilingual, speaking both English and Spanish. Dr. Little, today we're going to be talking about preventative screenings and why preventative screenings are so important. First off, what screenings do you recommend for your patients? So uh, screenings, first, kind of a definition or tests that look for diseases before you have symptoms. So prevention is key. You can get some important screenings such as blood pressure readings done in your doctor's office almost every visit. Others such as mammograms um, need special equipment and you have to have um, a different appointment set up for that. Well, let's talk about those those screenings that you can have done at the doctor's office. Okay. So as a part of your annual physical, and, and several of these are done on every visit as a part of your physical exam, but you're going to get a blood pressure uh, check when you get in. Usually that's done by the nurse, um, but your physician will take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Usually we want you, depending on other health conditions, to have a blood pressure somewhere between 120 to 130 on the top and somewhere between 60 and 80 something over the bottom, on gotcha. the bottom. Okay. Um, and anything above that would be either prehypertension or hypertension based on other conditions that you might have. We also check your heart rate. We want to make sure it's not beating too slow or too fast. Those are things that are given on the vitals, respiration rate, how fast you're breathing. So those are things that we take a look at just before we even really start to see you as a patient. Now, what about appearance? We can gather a lot of information, as I mentioned, from the physical exam. So that's just kind of taking a look at you. How do you, are you overweight? Are you underweight? Is your skin pale? Does it have a yellow color? Same with the the color of your, your eyes, the whites of your eyes. Do they have a yellow tinge? So we can learn a lot just from looking at you as well. We also do heart exams. So um, that's a part of the physical exam we're listening Well, how do you for, do a heart exam? You know, so um, the, the kind of basic old school stethoscope. So when we listen to your heart, we're, we're trying to see, is there a murmur? Do we hear abnormal sounds that we don't hear other than that typical lub-dub, lub-dub? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can give us information. Um, do we hear fluid on your lungs that uh, could suggest that you have uh, some lung issues going on or a pneumonia possibly? So, so that's part of the lung exam, That's part of the lung exam And that's with well. the stethoscope? Yes. Okay. Head and neck exams are a part of your physical as well. So, you know, having you open up and say, ah, you know, the ah part is important because, uh, you know, depending on the size of your mouth and your tongue, we, we really do need to see the the back of your throat. And so the awe is more to move things around anatomically. Uh, and a lot of people didn't really know that that was I didn't necessary. Know that. But yeah, we need we need to see the back. So the awe is, is sometimes helpful too. Okay, good. And then you've got the abdominal exam. Yeah. I so guess that's whenever they They, they, they press on your belly. Your, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we also listen. We want to hear bowel sounds. So we want to make sure that, you know, we can hear things moving around and digesting in that way. Uh, but also, are there any organs that we can feel that are enlarged? Um, are you tender when we touch certain areas? Um, then that can give us information about certain problems like appendicitis or right. um, having, you know, an enlarged liver or uh, an enlarged spleen. But Those, tickling doesn't count. Tickling does not count. Okay, good. Yes. Because 
is that every time I end up laughing, <laughs> I get I get tickled. Now, a neurological exam, I have no clue what that is. Yeah, and so, you know, that kind of is done on an as-needed basis. I, don't, I wouldn't say I do it on every visit, but when I'm concerned about something, someone says, hey, something's, ner- you know, tingly or just doesn't feel right or I'm having some numbness, of course we want to do a detailed neurological exam. And so that's to make sure that basically your brain is telling your body what to do in the in the correct way. So we'll ask you to move certain body parts, squeeze our hands, um, tell us if you can feel certain things to make sure that the nerves that we expect, the cranial nerves, are doing what they should be doing. And then you got the skin exam? You got a name for that. What do you call it? Yeah, a derm, a dermatology exam. So okay. we just kind of, you know, again, there are certain people that would need more in-depth exams. But for the most part, when I look at someone's skin, uh, the areas that are showing when they're, you know, wearing a T-shirt or shorts, does the skin look discolored or do they bruise easily? Those are things that, you know, give me information. Or am I expecting them to bruise easily because they're on blood thinners or things like that? So just well, see, checking there you go. for that. Now you're talking about me because I'm on a blood thinner and so, I do bruise easily. Yes, and so, Plus I have diabetes and so I don't heal as fast. Exactly. So that's something that your doc's going to want to take a look at uh, on your skin to make sure, hey, did you step on something and not notice? So a foot exam is as important for you as as it would be for someone else. Now, what is a DEXA scan? So a DEXA scan is is a special type of x-ray that we use to look at the bones and kind of assess their strength. So if you've heard of osteoporosis, that is a screening that we do to check for osteoporosis or osteopenia, so that softening of the bone. And so based on how white it looks on the x-ray, the radiologist can give us information about how likely a person is to have a bone fracture or uh, do we need to give them medication to try to help strengthen their bones. I got you. And this is a non-invasive. This is an x-ray. It's an x-ray, exactly. So it's just a special type of x-ray. They, they take a look at certain parts of the body to look for certain translucency there. Mm, sounds good. A lot going on over there, that's for sure. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about screenings that are for women. That is all next here on Health for Life. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for Life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Health Care System. Health for life. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today we're talking with Dr. Michelle Little of Hamilton Physician Group, Calhoun Campus. Dr. Little, we've been talking about health screenings. What are the recommended screenings for women? So in addition to everything we talked about in that first segment, women are going to get a breast exam that checks for abnormal lumps that might suggest a problem like breast cancer. We also provide pelvic exams for females as a part of their annual physical, and we can also check for sexually transmitted infections. Um, We do a pap smear and HPV testing to check for cervical cancer and kind of check for the viruses that could potentially cause cervical cancer. Now, there are screenings that you do for men also. What are those? That's correct. So men would get a testicular exam, a hernia exam, a prostate exam, depending on their age and again, uh, risk factors. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about screenings that are recommended for people age 45 and older here on Health for Life. Did you know that colon cancer claims over 50,000 lives each year? 
The good news is that colonoscopies save lives. Convenient appointments are available at Hamilton Medical Center's new Bandy Endoscopy Center, located at the corner of Broadrick and Memorial Drives. Hamilton follows CDC guidelines and screens for COVID-19 symptoms at the door. If you are age 50 or older or have a family history of colon cancer, ask your primary care provider to schedule your colonoscopy. Please don't delay important medical screenings. Your health won't wait. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today we're talking with Dr. Michelle Little of Hamilton Physician Group, Calhoun Campus. Dr. Little, we've been talking about health screenings. What are the recommended screenings for people that are 45 and over? So for both males and females over 45, we're starting to look at colon cancer screening, breast cancer, things like that. So I'll kind of start with the colon cancer screening. Now, we've had some doctors in here for Health for Life that do the colonoscopy Mm -hmm. procedure. Yes. It's not like it used to be. Right. It is not as uncomfortable. Exactly. Now, uh, when we're talking about mammograms. So I would write the script for you and then my office would set up an appointment for you. But we would do that actual procedure and screening at People's Cancer Institute. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some health and wellness tips. We'll be right back on Health for Life. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Health Care System. Health for life. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today we're here with Dr. Michelle Little of Hamilton Physician Group, Calhoun Campus. Dr. Little, a lot of people, they want to improve upon their health by exercising, losing weight, and lowering their stress levels. Do you have any tips for that? Sure. I think really the first tip I have is kind of start small. So pick one thing that you want to focus on. Okay, let's say we want to focus on exercise okay. first. So you want to focus on exercise. It's the beginning of the year. you got your resolutions, your ready to go. If you've never run a marathon, maybe deciding to run a marathon is probably not the easiest or best idea to start I've never run a marathon. Correct. I I can't imagine I would ever do that. I don't don't run either unless something is chasing me. (laughs) So I can appreciate that. But I recently started kind of trying to get healthier and exercise was the first thing I wanted to start with because I was really not ready to give up some of my yummy delicious foods. So I said 30 minutes. 30 minutes, 30 minutes a day. Okay. Now, you do walking? Is that what I, you do? I do different things. So sometimes I walk, sometimes I'll do yoga, okay. but 30 minutes is it. So well, have okay, let's say 30 minutes a day. 30 minutes. Can you tell a difference? I can definitely tell a difference. I have lost over 50 pounds since Come last on. August. Really? And then probably about 25 since January. So wow. it works. Uh, there are definitely other So you're down 75 to, pounds? Uh, no, no, no. Just the 50. Oh, you're but, down 50 pounds. But 25 of it was close to having a baby. And okay. then the other 25 has been with effort wow. and exercise. And that is like just that. wonderful. That is just wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate it. And I think really for me, it was trying to make bite-sized goals. And so I knew I'm not going to work out for two hours a day. 30 minutes, if you break it down, is about 2% of your 24 hours in your day. So it's not that long. It doesn't have to be that intense. Uh, And like I said, I didn't didn't make a lot of diet changes right out of the gate. So I worked out for probably about 30 days and, you know, felt good and I was proud of myself. Well, you should be. I hadn't lost any weight. (laughs) I was like, well, this isn't going the way that I thought it would go. 
I said, so maybe I should add in some diet changes. And I think it was easier for me to do because, number one, I had made the habit already of the exercise by working out every day for 30 minutes. And so that wasn't hard to do because I was already doing that. So I said, let me add something else. Well, tell me about the diet changes. So realistically, I, I just needed some accountability. You know, we all know what we should do, but it's that follow through, that commitment. And so uh, I paid for a little bit of accountability. Uh, and so I got kind of um, a fitness app. For your phone? Yeah, for your phone. Okay. And so I paid for that. And it, it reminds me to log every day what I eat. And that's just some accountability for myself because I, at the time I started this, I was really the only one on my journey. And I think that sometimes makes it hard when you're married or have children and they have fun snacks that you also like to partake in. Mm. And so having um, some accountability that was on my phone was pretty helpful, uh, especially when there were fun snacks that I was trying to avoid. Well, were uh, you so, trying to keep your calorie count down? You know, so for me, it was a combination of calorie count because there's diets out there that are give you a calorie count. And, you know, you can skip breakfast and lunch and have a fancy, you know, mm-hmm. 2000 calorie dinner from a drive through restaurant. So that is not necessarily the, the way I was trying to approach it. So it was a combination of really just trying to eat foods that were overall all better for me and not limiting those, but looking at the foods that I really liked as well and saying, okay, I can have this, but in moderation and kind of monitoring that way because I felt, again, I didn't want to be deprived. I'd done diets and things before that didn't work and I just didn't want to start and stop again, right? Uh, So just trying to say, yes, if you want the piece of chocolate, have the piece of chocolate. Don't have the whole bar. Don't buy the big king size bag because, you know, you're like, it's on sale. So, you know, trying to focus on realistically things that I could do while being a full-time mom and a a full-time physician. And, you know, those were small changes that I made that have made a big difference. Tell me about stress. Stress is is just something that so many people have and not understand the stress can actually hurt your health. How can that be? Yes, I would say stress is something that we've always kind of dealt with in in health and wellness, but particularly so in the last year. I mean, people who'd never had issues with stress or anxiety, you know, in 2020, things just kind of fell apart, you know, and so stress is something that I see myself managing a lot more with my patients. And so first of all is acknowledging it, right? And so I think there's no award that you're going to get, no trophy for doing the most. Um, And I think so there are times that we need to give ourselves permission to cut back, being burned be detrimental to your health? It can be. It can be. So, you know, stress is essentially a state of, uh, you've heard of fight or flight, Mm -hmm. so that uh, something's chasing me, I need to run. So that is stress in, in essence. So when your body constantly feels like you're being chased by a bear, things don't work properly, right? So your heart rate, you know, you know, when you get nervous and your heart starts beating fast, it's not supposed to do that all the time. Every now and then is okay. But when you're constantly feeling palpitations or my heart's beating really fast because you're overworked or you're worried about a deadline or, you know, stress, then that becomes problematic. It, it also produces like a hormone like cortisol, um, which is a stress hormone, which in small quantities helps you run from a bear to kind of continue with that analogy. But in the long term, adds uh, excess weight, makes you fatigue. You know, it's it's a short burst of energy in those panic moments, in those fight or flight moments. But it's not supposed to be constantly pumped into our, our bodies because we're overworked or overwhelmed or concerned or stressed. And so I think also ways to manage stress include exercise. And, you know, I know people are like, well, look, if I can't get all my work done in, a, in my eight-hour day, I don't have time for exercise. But, you know, my recommendation for my patients when they struggle with this is this is all you got. You just get one body 
one life, that's it. There's no do-overs, you know, so you got to take care of yourself and your body now because it's much easier to kind of manage things on this end than once stuff breaks and trying to fix it. So, you know, trying to make that time for you, you're worth it. Reminding yourself it's just 30 minutes and it doesn't have to be in a set sort of time. Taking 10 minutes in your work day to walk around your building or, you know, I use some of my lunch breaks sometimes to walk. Those sort of things add up too and can really work to help minimize stress in your life. Exercise. You're saying exercise will help with stress. Yes. Punching bags, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) There's lots of other ways. (laughs) Something to get that stress out of you. There's there's fun ways like that too. um, Wow. I understand. Uh, Now, of course, exercise, not the only way to help with stress. That's correct. You know, so things like meditation or having a calendar even, you know, scheduling things, knowing, you know, this is time, finding things that you enjoy doing that aren't work related or that you've kind of put to the wayside because you're busy, bringing those back to the forefront. I, I really enjoy reading. So I've found trying to make time for that is important to me as well. So not just the 30 minutes, but the things that I've enjoyed doing that mm-hmm. I kind of let go of when I felt like I was most stressed. So trying to bring those back. Well, tell me about Hamilton Physician Group Calhoun Campus. I know you're there. Hamilton Physician Group Calhoun Campus. Folks need to know about that. Tell me about it. Sure. Our campus has two practices in it. So my side is the primary care side, but there's also Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine. So on my side, we treat things sort of like the mild illnesses, the sore throat, the earache, cold and flu, sinus problems, congestion. We do minor injuries, lacerations, stitches. We also do sort of your preventive care that we talked about, Mm -hmm. the annual physicals, immunization, screen, And then we also manage chronic conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, that sort of thing. You see a lot of diabetes, don't you? Yes, I do manage a lot of diabetes. And a lot of high blood pressure. I do. And, and, you know, weight loss and exercise helps in that management as well for both of those conditions. Yes, you're, you're right about that. I have always heard that exercise is so good for more than just losing weight. Absolutely. Before you leave, you want to leave our listeners with any piece of information? Yeah, I think I kind of hinted at it earlier, but you're worth it. So uh, taking care of yourself now is the best investment that you can make in yourself. Somebody wise, I guess, said uh, an ounce of prevention is worth uh, more than a pound of cure. So, you know, as much as I'd love to help take care of chronic conditions that you have, ultimately, I'd be happier if I can help you on your journey to try to prevent some of these things from being an issue for you so you can live a long and healthy life. So thank you for having me. For more information about Hamilton Physician Group Calhoun Primary Care on 100 Willowbrook Way, call 706-529-3025 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash Calhoun. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Did you know that colon cancer claims over 50,000 lives each year? The good news is that colonoscopies save lives. Convenient appointments are available at Hamilton Medical Center's new Bandy Endoscopy Center, located at the corner of Broadrick and Memorial Drives. Hamilton follows CDC guidelines and screens for COVID-19 symptoms at the door. If you are age 50 or older or have a family history of colon cancer, ask your primary care provider to schedule your colonoscopy. Please don't delay important medical screenings. Your health won't wait. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 